1: Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to <laughs> <laughs> pit the- Step will and sense and for the news. Prepare to be terrified that we dissect the foreigners. Welcome to the movie, bit where the darkness takes control. We'll try to keep it all up and let the singers unfold. No sugar, no.
2: Welcome back to The Movie Pit Podcast, I'm your host Dr. Gulula, filling in for Boozer this week. In today's uniquely thrilling episode, you meticulously delve deep into Hatchet 3, the incredibly one of a kind, unprecedentedly harrowing third installment of the monumentally highly revered iconic slasher film series that has been consistently terrifying and mesmerizing audiences everywhere. Clutch firmly onto your meticulously well-sharpened axis, my dearly esteemed friends, because we are embarking on an intensive, highly detailed journey to attentively dissect some of the most incredibly unforgettable scene-by-scene highlights that'll undoubtedly have you gripping the very edges of your seat in sheer, unparalleled anticipation. Accompanying these exceedingly thrilling scene breakdowns, we'll also take an exceptionally unprecedented, closer analytical look at the illustrious esteemed cast, with a particularly laser-focused intense spotlight on the stellar absolutely breathtaking and awe-inspiring performance delivered by the illustrious and distinguished one and only Danielle Harris. Yet, as if all of that exhilarating content is not more than enough to generously rev up your intense horror engines and get your adrenaline effectively surging through your veins, we're going to go the significant extra mile and give you an extraordinary, exclusive, first-hand listen to the film's spine-tingling, utterly blood-curdling, heart-stopping trailer that's guaranteed to send the most formidable shivers cascading down your spine. So. With great enthusiasm, make sure you've got your top-tier favorite popcorn ready and your doors securely fortified and locked tight, because brace yourselves tightly, esteemed viewers, things are about to escalate rapidly into an unimaginably, extremely bloody and intensely gripping affair. You most certainly do not want to miss a moment of this, so do not even entertain the idea of going anywhere. Rest assured, we'll be eagerly awaiting right here when you return to commence our deeply eager, thought-provoking talk about the finer, intricate details of Hatchet 3. After we thoroughly serenade your ears with the hauntingly memorable, unforgettable trailer. Stay tuned for all that and so much more detailed content. I
0: killed him. I killed him.
1: I killed him. You guys think a girl did this? let me see if i got
0: this straight a ghost wiped out everyone in front of you
1: how many bodies you say there were 20 30. crowley killed them all Ah! best you got for me some kind of urban legend i'm telling you
2: the truth whether you want to believe it or not this has victor crowley We're nothing over it
1: what the hell did this
2: Balls are not supposed to be hanging from trees. That guy knows what's up. If we don't leave right this second, nobody's gonna be alive tomorrow. It's
3: Christmas! Mother- Welcome movie lovers, cinephiles, and everyone who gets a shiver of excitement from a spine-chilling horror flick or a cult classic. We're thrilled to bring you today's episode of the Movie Pit Podcast, courtesy of Shout Factory and Scream Factory, your ultimate havens for films that define, defy, and push the limits of cinema. With Shout Factory, you're diving into a treasure trove of unforgettable movies and TV shows that have shaped generations, from gripping documentaries to animated adventures Shout Factory brings you the content you love in deluxe Blu-rays and exclusive Collector's Editions. Ever wanted to own a piece of film history? Shout Factory's lovingly crafted releases are a cinephile's dream. And for those who hear the call of the dark side, who relish the thrill of a jump scare, and who appreciate the art of classic horror and sci-fi, Scream Factory welcomes you with open arms. With meticulously restored screen gems, Collector's Edition box sets, and enough supplementary content to satiate even the most ardent of horror aficionados, Scream Factory ensures the thrills keep coming long after the credits have rolled. For quality, nostalgia, and a dedication to the movies and series that won your heart, look no further than Shout and Scream Factory. Discover lost titles, revisit old favorites, and experience the best in high definition. What are you waiting for? Add a little cinematic magic to your collection today. Check out their eclectic and extensive catalog at shoutfactory.com. Elevate your movie night with a purchase from the Masters of Film Restoration and Distribution. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's feature on the Movie Pit Podcast, brought to you by Shout Factory and Scream Factory, where the movies come alive right in your living room.
2: Let's slice and dice our way through, hatchet 3, starting right where, hatchet 2, left us hanging with Marybeth's blood-drenched victory, or so we thought. From her blood-soaked entrance into the Jefferson Parish Police Department to her gripping finale, each and every moment drips with heightened tension and extra gore. Marybeth, portrayed by the screen Queen Danielle Harris, stumbles into the police department, utterly exhausted and clutching tightly to Victor Crowley's scalp, a grotesque trophy from what she thought was her surefire triumph. But, As is the tradition in the world of horror, triumph is often only a fleeting, temporary state. Mary Beth's grim appearance and demeanor immediately incriminate her, particularly in the discerning eyes of Sheriff Fowler, who doesn't hesitate to cage our weary warrior behind the unforgiving steel bars. Just as the local police begin to discover the horrendous extent of the butchery at Honey Island Swamp, the film unfurls its terror on a multitude of chilling fronts. Back at the precinct, Amanda, Fowler's keen ex-wife and an acknowledged expert on Victor Crowley lore, uncovers a truth so chilling it cuts to the bone. Here's where the script methodically dwells on the rich folklore intertwined with inescapable fate, revealing the relentless curse compelling Victor to relive that fateful night when he met his fiery demise, a blaze ignited by Marybeth's father. Amanda's revelation comes as a serious, visceral gut punch, one that thickens the deepening plot like coagulated blood, every element meticulously crafted to amplify the suspense and horror awaiting the unsuspecting viewers. Meanwhile, the Swamp itself is not just a setting but evolves into an ever-present character. With its oppressive and foreboding ambience, this morass serves as the dramatic backdrop for a tense and gritty showdown. The focus of this confrontation, SWAT team leader Tyler Haas and his well-trained squad, who are about to confront the undying and vengeful rage of the infamous specter known as Victor Crowley. The action unfolding before us is as visceral as it is visual, blood sprays in arcs of scarlet horror, A belt sander is repurposed into a grotesquely unlikely weapon, and an aura of sheer, unadulterated brutality reigns supreme throughout the chaos. Our meticulous scene-by-scene autopsy of the film's structure must commend the clever and seamless interplay between the varied settings. From the claustrophobic confines of the local police station to the open, menacing, and threatening expanse of the swamp, the narrative tension oscillates perfectly, always keeping the audience on the precipice of unease. Each carefully crafted scene meticulously stitches together a narrative carcass that holds up far more than just a mere collection of screen worthy moments designed to petrify. As the narrative unfolds, with layers of complexity and palpable anxiety, characters find themselves racing against not just a ticking clock but against the relentless forces of fate itself. Notably, Amanda's calculated strategy to quell Victor's seemingly unstoppable fury by confronting him with his father's unsettling ashes showcases a compelling entwining of the sins of the past with the unequivocal terror of the present. The intense face-off at the chart and eviscerated remains of what was once Crowley's abode is nothing short of a masterclass in the art of building and sustaining an almost unbearable level of dread. The turbulence that ensues is the embodiment of cinematic brilliance the belt sander sequence, sheer, unalloyed terror that has Crowley deftly signed through not just metal but bone with chilling proficiency. The tension is beyond razor sharp, it commandeers the viewer's senses, compelling them to wince while they observe the events unfold through fingers splayed in trepidation. Marybeth's intense showdown with Victor bristles with emotional fervor. Her plea, her bargaining with the ashes, culminates in a clash that is gut-wrenching in its conflict propelling the storyline into realms that echo the poignancy of Shakespearean tragedy, all this draped in the visceral veneer of slasher film conventions. The sheer desperation, the relentless counterattacks, and the palpable display of an unyielding will to persevere are the cornerstones of scenes that brand themselves indelibly into the viewer's psyche. As the final fragments of the film coalesce, with the National Guard's arrival and the screen's gradual retreat into darkness, we, the audience, are bequeathed with one ultimate exhale, an impeccable coda to the intoxicating roller coaster of devastation and disorder that epitomizes Hatchet 3. And thus concludes our exploration, dear audience, an unwavering, blood drenched voyage through each harrowing yet masterfully presented scene of Hatchet 3. We're about to pause momentarily for some announcements that promise to be less daunting, yet insist that you remain poised at the edge of your seats. There lies ahead still more grisly wisdom to be divulged, and your absence would be sorely felt. You're tuned into The Movie Pit Podcast, and we promise a swift return. Do stay with us.
3: Yeah, they're dead. They're... all messed up.
1: there probably be a lot more of them as soon as they find out about us.
0: Coming to get you, Barbara. Hello there, I'm Tobin Bell from the Saw franchise. I want to play a game. The rules of this game are simple. Up until now, you've simply sat in the shadows, listening to the world around you. But now I challenge you to become an active participant in your love of cinema. There is a podcast, The Movie Pit, that dives into the abyss of film, dissecting and discussing what many simply watch passively. It's a space where narratives intertwine, where the silver screen secrets are laid bare for your auditory pleasure. So now you must make a choice. Will you ignore this opportunity, letting the static of countless other distractions drown out your passion? Or will you tune in, engage your senses, and embrace the depths of this cinematic exploration? Remember, The choice you make will show the value you place on the wealth of knowledge that awaits. So I ask you, live or die, make your choice.
2: Let's shift our primary focus to the outstanding performers who have impressively brought the chilling and gripping tale of Hatchet 3 vividly to life. Central among these talented individuals is the acclaimed Danielle Harris, reprising her pivotal role as Marybeth Dunstan, a remarkably compelling character who's undeniably become the heart and soul of this series, as well as emerging as the battle-hardened survivor of the esteemed franchise. Danielle Harris is far from an unknown in the distinguished screen Queen Hall of Fame, having begun her exceptional journey as a skilled child actress in the classic halloween 4 the return of michael myers and its captivating sequel harris distinctly imbues her character marybeth with a perfect blend of vulnerability coupled with a steely resolve a clear and powerful testament to her significant growth as a versatile actress over the successive years in the latest installment hatchet 3 she's portrayed as a woman on a single-minded mission fueled intensely by the relentless trauma of her past terrifying encounters with the monstrous and memorable Victor Crowley. Crowley, deftly played by the indomitable Kane Hodder, is brought to life on screen. Kane Hodder's unforgettable portrayal of the infamous Jason Voorhees in the iconic, Friday the 13th, movie series made him an undeniable icon within the genre. He brings to Crowley a potent physicality that's at once both terrifying and remarkably consistent each time he graces the screen. Hodder's presence is that of a veritable force of nature, a seemingly unstoppable entity. The epic and suspenseful dance of death that occurs between Hodder's Crowley and Harris Marybeth is now the stuff of modern horror legend and will be remembered for years to come, setting a benchmark in the horror film industry. Flanking Harris in this narrative is a robust supporting cast that indeed adds a rich texture to the increasingly blood-soaked canvas of Hatchet 3. One can find Caroline Williams, renowned for her unforgettable role in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, portraying the insightful Amanda, who significantly lends substantial depth to the enduring lore of Victor Crowley. Through her commanding portrayal, Williams manifests an air of profound obsession coupled with scholarly desperation, personifying a character whose very existence is utterly consumed by the daunting legend that she's persistently chasing sheriff fowler is vividly brought to life by the notable zach galligan distinctly familiar to world audiences from his iconic work in gremlins galligan's compelling turn is the archetypal authority figure who is struggling to grasp the unfathomable scope of carnage unraveling in the murky swamp instills a heightened layer of gritty authenticity and an overwhelming sense of despair into the narrative's very fabric Then there's the extraordinarily versatile Robert Diago Duque-essaying Deputy Winslow, whose nuanced character fortifies the story with a balanced mix of skepticism and an unwavering sense of duty. He portrays a man who finds himself completely out of his traditional depth yet remains wholeheartedly committed to the professional responsibility he bears. The camaraderie he shares with his peers and the palpable sense of overwhelming panic, particularly evident as he reluctantly lets Marybeth out of jail under immense duress, are integral components that drive the movie's tension to new, thrilling heights. Relaya Vanderbilt, enacting Doherty, and Perry Shen, portraying Andrew, complete the team, with each adding their distinct flair to the collective effort. Vanderbilt's Doherty is a classic representation of the strong, yet inevitably vulnerable law enforcement archetype, whereas Shen continues his narrative from the previous installments, this time taking on the mantle of a paramedic engaged in a fierce battle for survival against the relentless attacks of Crowley. It is a testament to Derek Mears' portrayal of Tyler Hawes, who manages to capture the spotlight at times with his authoritative aura, before his character succumbs to a tragic fate. Mears, another veteran of the Friday the 13th series, is adept in embodying physical roles, and his portrayal of the leader within the ill-fated SWAT team resonates with an overwhelming sense of foreboding. The acting prowess of Cody Blue Snyder, Sean Whalen, Diana Ayala-Goldner, Jason Trost, Coupled with a guest appearance by the cult icon Sid Haguez Abbott McMullen, they all deliver stellar contributions, weaving together a narrative where the ordinary intersects with the macabre, in a place where distinctions between prey and predator grow increasingly murky amidst the eerie backdrops of Honey Island Swamp. Each character in Hatchet 3, from Marybeth to the smaller roles, indeed adds robust layers to this gruesome patchwork of terror. Whether it's the primal sheer survival instinct, Deeply personal vendettas, or the merest chance that places them in Victor Crowley's relentless path, their nuanced portrayals richly enrich the overarching narrative, effectively anchoring the raw supernatural aspects of the horror in the realm of the horrifically plausible. Danielle Harris, particularly, stands out markedly as the resilient soulful warrior tenaciously continuing her harrowing journey, an evocative echo of the enduring Laurie Strode from Carpenter's timeless classic, Halloween, series. Her evolution from unsuspecting victim to determined vanquisher over the expansive course of the series exemplifies a dynamic and impactful shift. Impressively, in Hatchet 3, she fully embodies the potent rage and unyielding resolve necessary to confront her relentless demon, both in the literal monstrous form and in the profound figurative sense. In Harris' commendably layered portrayal, Marybeth transcends far beyond the typical archetype of just a final girl she is the pure embodiment of both visceral revenge and hard-won redemption her inescapable fate now intertwined inexorably with crowley's in a relentless inexorable dance of death and survival the depth she profoundly brings to marybeth isn't merely displayed in her determined words or bold actions it's also found in the silent intense moments of unwavering determination the heavy pained glances that powerfully reflect a harrowing history of unrelenting horror together this ensemble of actors remind us that the soul of a horror film lies not only in its capacity to scare but in its power to evoke empathy, to cause us to root for the characters who face off against the darkness. Alright, horror hounds, let's meticulously slash our way into the ultra-specific directing insights and unique vision of Hatchet 3. With B.J. McDonnell, the dynamic and adept filmmaker, at the steering wheel, the blood gushes and the dread escalates exponentially, but the real question lingers how exactly does this relative newcomer thrust the already intense series into a realm of terrifyingly fresh mayhem mcdonnell who has previously shown his undeniable talent as the cameraman for the initial Hitchet installments cleverly transitions to take over the directorial responsibilities from series creator adam green this change had the ominous potential to be a metaphorical decapitation abruptly halting the solidly built momentum of the series however with a blend of respect and innovative vision, McDonald not only manages to imbue the series with new life but also maintains his reverence for the blood-drenched foundations laid meticulously by Green in previous chapters. One of the more significant, masterful choices that McDonald brings to the table is his exceptional approach to the series' notoriously gruesome and memorable kill scenes. While the Hatchet films have always been enshrined in horror lore for their brazen, over-the-top gore and gratuitous violence, McDonald takes it several notches higher by harnessing his unparalleled camerawork expertise gained from his hands-on experience. The kills are not merely savage and brutal acts, their finesse-infused ballets of blood, each move choreographed with the purpose to dramatize, each shot designed gloriously to amplify every intense slash and grotesque slice with terrifying clarity. But it's not just about the aesthetic violence. The pacing under mcdonnell is relentless incredibly so he tightly winds the narrative ever so tightly like a coiled spring meticulously letting it explode in kinetic bursts of action and palpable horror that barely give us room scarce room to breathe from the opening scene the unforgettable opening scene where marybeth makes her bloodied return to the sleepy town that unsuspecting sleepy town to the frantic heart-pounding finale there's a prevailing sense a clear and present sense that mcdonnell isn't just directing the film he's conducting it, masterfully conducting it with a composer's precision. Let's talk at length about his collaboration, his deeply involved collaboration with the special effects team. The visual practical effects in Hatchet 3 are up close and personal, exceptionally personal, thanks in part to McDonald's undeniable preference for tight framing, his signature tight framing. Each prosthetic and makeup effect is meticulously showcased, not just showcased but displayed with intention to highlight the exquisite craftsmanship that went into it, ensuring that when Victor Crowley tears through his hapless victims, we feel every rip and every tear with an intensity that resonates. Of course, directing isn't only about managing the calculated spill of blood and arranging the sequence of scares, it's primarily about coaxing sincerely remarkable performances from actors in the midst of terrifying chaos. McDonald's meticulous handling of the cast, particularly the seasoned returnees like the ever-impressive Harrison Hodder, demonstrates an exceptionally deft touch. He allows them to wholly inhabit their on-screen personas with a potent and dynamic mix of ferocity and a subtle vulnerability that powerfully resonates through the screen. It's as if he's leaned in and whispered to each of them, embrace the full spectrum of chaos, and they've responded with screams and visually palpable despair that feel uncannily real. One meticulously constructed scene in particular emphatically highlights McDonald's impressive capacity for balancing nuanced character beats with tried-and-true horror tropes, the moment andrew portrayed with a strikingly palpable sense of fear by an outstanding perry shen finds himself hopelessly trapped mcdonald's innate ability to craft a deeply suffocating sense of claustrophobia while simultaneously maintaining a compelling narrative clarity stands as a remarkable testament to his diverse skills behind the camera lens furthermore mcdonald's acute understanding of spatial relationships within a scene is vividly evident at every turn whether it's the murky depths of the swamp The crumbling yet atmospheric Crowley House Ruins, or the meticulously staged interiors of the sheriff's station and the eerily isolated water ambulance, he captures with his camera a living, breathing sense of place that effectively becomes a distinct character in its own mysterious right. Each of the locales is carefully shot in such a way as to make them feel not just lived in but hauntedly spectral, strategically staging each frame for the maximum scare potential it can hold. It's certainly noteworthy to mention McDonald's deference to the series' established lore. While the second installment, Hatchet 2, explored the intricate backstory of the menacing Victor Crowley, the third film, Hatchet 3, expands upon this lore. It is so judiciously, without overcrowding or complicating the traditional slasher film formula that fans have come to appreciate. McDonald's nuanced direction ensures that these elaborate mythic components complement, rather than overshadow, the terror, infusing the film with a tragic, almost Shakespearean undercurrent that somehow deepens the impact of the relentless bloodbath, furthermore one cannot simply ignore mcdonald's adroit handling of the series characteristic dark humor under his astute watch the tongue-in-cheek moments aren't shoehorned into scenes instead they seem to emerge naturally from the premise of the script and the various situations that unfold indeed there's a precarious line that exists between inducing horror and eliciting chuckles and it's clear that mcdonald navigates this boundary with the finesse and balance of a tightrope walker deftly measured in each scene in taking the helm of Hatchet 3, McDonnell manages to evade the pitfall of crafting just another derivative sequel, something that could easily plague a less careful director. By seamlessly introducing a range of fresh concepts while preserving the franchise's distinct appeal, the very essence of what has made the series a favorite, he demonstrates a profound understanding that a director can, and perhaps must, honor the legacy of what's come before while concurrently forging ahead on new paths. His approach keeps the roots of Hatchet firmly grounded while allowing its branches to stretch into uncharted territory thus delivering an experience that is at once familiar and refreshingly unpredictable for the dedicated fans. In conclusion, B.J. McDonald's directorial choices have given us a Hatchet 3 that's as much a thrill ride as it is an homage to the slasher genre. From his utilization of practical effects to the emphasis on frenetic action and character depth, McDonnell has shown that even in the thickets of a well-worn genre, there's room to swing your own hatchet and leave a mark. Alright folks, let's slice into the meat of Hatchet 3, the script, Adam Green, who championed the previous chapters with his adept command of combining blood, humor, and emotion this round, eases out of the director's chair to apply his attention solely to the writing. Green, a maestro in sculpting horror that strikes a chord with aficionados of the genre, showcases his knack for storytelling that resonates profoundly in this installment. In the narrative arc of Hatchet 3, Green enriches the mythology of Victor Crowley, seasoning this seemingly unyielding titan of the swamp with a past that arouses not only sheer terror but also a scaric of sympathy. The paradigm of Green's screenplay adheres to the well-worn path of classic slasher movies while integrating innovative twists that maintain the narrative's vibrancy and magnetism. The adventure commences with the direct repercussions of Hatchet Eye Eye's mayhem, as our embattled protagonist Marybeth manages to drag herself to the safety of a police precinct. The tale quickly escalates as we delve deep into the sinister, murky depths of Crowley's territory, with an unrelenting rate that ensures the adrenaline pumps fiercely through the audience's veins. Green's dialogue is, dare I say, razor-sharp and exceptionally engaging. Every conversation between his characters is a masterful blend of crude humor, which has become Green's unique hallmark, coupled with exposition that doesn't feel heavy-handed at all. In a genre where dialogue can often take a backseat to the spectacle of kills, Green ensures that the words spoken by his cast of characters are every bit as memorable as the jaw-dropping carnage they endure. Speaking of characters, it is noteworthy that Green's scripting prowess seriously shines in creating a perfectly cogent character arc for Marybeth. Her jaw-dropping metamorphosis from the tormented victim to the Terminator, a daunting figure of pure vendetta and unrelenting vengeance, is truly gripping and meticulously portrayed she undeniably stands tall and formidable as the heart and soul of the script her dialogue both resoundingly defiant and fiercely determined showcasing without a doubt that green has an exceptional knack for crafting particularly strong and memorable female leads additionally the introduction of amanda a deeply knowledgeable journalist who is well versed in crowley's notorious curse incredibly injects a new layer of notable depth to the complex story that is both entirely unexpected and fascinatingly intriguing through amanda's compelling narrative We gain a deeper insight into the Insidious Curse's sinister cyclical nature, and a number of interesting narrative seeds are carefully planted. This raises the crucial question, is there genuinely ever a definitive end for Victor Crowley? This particular aspect of the skilled writing cleverly sets up the potential for exciting continuations of the captivating story while simultaneously giving substantial weight and gravitas to Maribeth's involving journey. Green's ability to juggle horror with comedic moments is definitively what sets, Hatchet 3, apart in its unique and compelling execution. He has an uncanny knack for knowing just when to insert a clever quip or a perfectly timed slapstick moment to release the tension that he builds so expertly, before ratcheting it back up again with a gory gusto that's both shocking and delightfully entertaining. Turning to the horror elements, the script does not shy away from the graphic violence that fans of the, Hatchet, series have come to expect and relish. Each kill scene is meticulously crafted with careful attention to detail, pushing the boundaries with inventive cruelty that is the hallmark of the Hatchet series. These scenes are breathtakingly grotesque yet somehow poetically justice-laden in context. It's evident that Green understands the baseline requirement of the genre to both thrill and chill his audience. But, importantly, he uses violence to serve the story, not the other way around. This is a distinction that elevates his work above standard fare. There's an authentic, genuine artistry in how the script economically uses its eerie setting the oppressively dense and dark swamps a place that feels as alive and insidiously hostile as crowley himself green's writing brilliantly marries location with maddening and truly harrowing action turning the swamp into an almost sentient extension of crowley's deep-seated malice and its resulting horror this careful intertwining of setting and narrative serves to further immerse the audience into a world where the line between the land and the supernatural blur creating an engrossing experience that resonates with horror enthusiasts. The setting acts not just as a backdrop but as a character in itself, contributing to the overall tense atmosphere and lending a unique identity to the film. In sum, Adam Green delivers a script for Hatchet 3 that serves as the sinew and spine of this juggernaut in the genre. A script that thrives on strong characterizations, effective humor, and a zealous dedication to delivery of seat-clenching scares, he proves once again why his voice in horror is one that eagerly draws in the masses for a bloody good time. Let's face it, when it comes to slasher sequels, this script shows Green isn't just going through the motions, he's carving out a legacy. With Hatchet 3, we dive into the gloomy shadows and blood-splattered locales that form the visual palette of this visceral slasher delight. If you've got a predilection for the menacing dance of light and darkness, then you're in for a treat. As with any horror flick worth its salt, the cinematography plays a pivotal role in not just telling the story, but scaring the living daylights out of us. And oh, does Hatchet 3 revel in its inimitable style? Delve deeper into the darkness, explore every corner of the Forsaken Swamp, feel each heartbeat of terror. Envision the eerie, oppressive atmosphere of Honey Island Swamp, The cinematographer's craft is evident in every frame, the lush yet haunting ambience, the overbearing trees that seem almost alive with sinister intent, the mists that carry with them the scent of impending doom. Every element is crafted to unnerve and unsettle. With a premise set in such a locale, the camera work has to be intimate with its environment, and indeed it is. Each shot is meticulously framed to emphasize the lurking threat of Victor Crowley, who may be just out of sight, sharpening his hatchet for the next ghastly scene. One cannot help but admire the dedication to the craft, the sheer terror conveyed through lens and light. Let's delve deeper into some of the more nuanced techniques that very effectively accentuate the fear factor and amplify the tension in an already gripping narrative. Low angle shots are just the beginning. When our protagonist Marybeth stands defiant, covered in grime in her adversary's blood, we're treated to a hero shot that instills not merely resilience but an eerie sense of foreboding. After all, in this relentless and unforgiving saga, no one is safe and often heroes are the ones to fall the use of handheld camera work during intense chase sequences where the predator preys in the pursued weave through the swamp's dense almost suffocating foliage creates an undeniably palpable tension we as viewers are in the frantic run every heart-pounding moment feels deeply personal immediate as if our own survival instincts are triggered the intricate marriage of light and shadow within this cinematic experience cannot go unmentioned for it is crucial harsh Stark lighting during the scenes of visceral carnage is no mere coincidence. It serves a poignant purpose, to lay bare the cold, unforgiving brutality, giving viewers an unflinching glance at the series' trademark savage gore, leaving nothing to the imagination. Contrast this with the frequent use of darkness, the palpable unknown, where the dimly-lit paths frog with danger and the moon's eerie, deceptive glimmer through the tangled branches make our imagination run rampant. Is it merely a shadow, or Victor Crowley himself lurking in the mist? Such elements work harmoniously to evoke an atmosphere of relentless dread. Then there's the extremely clever utilization of close-up shots, particularly effective in ramping up tension. Picture, if you will, the camera's tight focus locked onto the eyes of Sheriff Fowler as the full horror of his dire situation truly sinks in, or fixed on Andrew's expressions of pure, undiluted terror. Such meticulous shots are more than just visual treats, they ensnare the raw and unfiltered emotion, the soul-rattling fear that each character is forced to endure. This is the quintessence of horror cinema mastery at its most powerful and affecting. Interspersed among these are dynamically framed action sequences where the camera morphs into an entity as agile and unpredictable as Victor himself. The rapid pans and sudden zooms narrate a story of cinematography that transcends mere aesthetics. It's a means of plunging the audience headfirst into the tumultuous whirlwind that epitomizes Victor's relentless rampage. And we cannot simply overlook the brilliant use of point of view shots. Generating those hair-raising instances where we perceive the world through the eyes of both the hunter and the hunted. In these moments, as a member of the audience, you're no longer merely a voyeur, you're intricately woven into the fabric of this perilous and deadly game of hide-and-seek, with stakes higher than ever imagined. All these elements, the camera angles, the meticulously crafted interplay of light and dark, the strategic close-ups, the frenetic action sequences, they together form the intricate syntax of Hatchet 3's visual language. They augment the storytelling in such a nuanced manner that effectively elevates the film far beyond mere splatter to a work that is as cinematically competent as it is profoundly horrifying. In the singular realm of slasher films, where so often the visuals can unjustifiably be relegated to second fiddle next to the particularly elaborate kills, Hatchet 3 stands supremely tall. What we've got here isn't just a celebration of the genre's gruesomely iconic set pieces, it's an all-encompassing commendation of the entire sophisticated visual architecture of the film. From the opening credits to the final blood-chilling scene that tends to linger in the psyche hatchet three consistently offers a meticulously curated cinematic spectacle that's both a passionate love letter and a decisively worthy entry into the esteemed canon of horror cinematography so let us all take a moment to bask in the palpable fear and the impressive stark artistry that is hatchet 3s eclectic cinematography in hatchet 3 the film editing mirrors the sharpness of victor crowley's own hatchet Slicing through the film's narrative with utmost precision to deliver a cinematic experience that effectively sustains your heart rate at an elevated level and your eyes locked onto the screen without distraction. The horror genre hinges critically on timing, the editorial team behind, Hatchet 3, thoroughly understands this nuanced dance. They wield their editorial instruments with the finesse and subtlety of a seasoned killer lurking in the foreboding shadows of the eerie Honey Island swamp, their control over the pacing, a crucial element in the horror film genre, is expertly manipulated to keep you perched precariously on the edge of your seat. As an audience member, you're granted brief moments of respite, crafting a false sense of security, before you are abruptly plunged back into the dense, heart-throbbing thick of relentless terror. The experience mimics a roller coaster ride, with its deliberate slow climbs and the subsequent heart-stopping, adrenaline-fueled drops. Every scene transition is meticulously crafted, ensuring not only the seamless advancement of the narrative but also to ingeniously set up the following scare, heightening the suspense. The editorial team knows it's not purely the frequency of the scares that unnerves you, it's also the raw anticipation, the dreadful waiting for the other bloody shoe to invariably drop. Tension is another fundamental tool in the seasoned editor's robust, blood-splattered equipment ensemble. It's meticulously constructed through a careful, layered process, gradually escalating unease with precisely timed cuts transitioning from the ominous silent brooding of the dense louisiana swamp to the shocking and abrupt eruptions of raw violence perpetrated by victor crowley take particular notice of how the skilled editors manipulate the duration of scenes expertly holding each shot just long enough for a palpable sense of discomfort to evolve slowly into a deep-seated sense of impending dread they possess a refined understanding that occasionally the things that you do not see can be equally as spine chilling as the grotesque images that are splattered vividly across the viewing screen but when the time arrives for gore it's delivered in a purely visceral manner the editing process does not in any capacity shy away or retreat from the gruesome carnage that devout fans of the horror series deeply crave quick sharp cuts of brutally chopped limbs copiously splattered blood and the terror-stricken screams of hapless victims are masterfully edited into a tumultuous chaotic symphony that pays a sincerely crafted homage to the classic slasher flicks of previous generations the practical effects created for these scenes are given the full recognition they deserve meticulously highlighting the sheer craftsmanship and artistry that goes into creating a genre that is often too readily dismissed for what some mistakenly believe to be just surface level thrills and scares the editing team behind Hatchet 3 guarantees that this film stands apart, ensuring it's not just another forgettable entry in the sea of gore fests. Their discernible knowledge that it's the rhythmic pacing, evocative tension, and judicious utilization of gore that distinctly elevates the film is apparent. Each kill crafted becomes memorable, and every heart-stopping chase sequence explodes with intensity. It unfolds akin to an intricately conducted ballet, a mesmerizing, vicious dance between the relentless killer and his unsuspecting prey. Each deliberate step, spin, and slice is executed with a level of artistic precision that captivates. These are the hidden virtuosos of the horror genre, the ones who painstakingly take the raw, blood-soaked footage and meticulously mold it into a mesmerizing experience designed to terrify even the most discerning of horror enthusiasts. Their critical contribution robustly forms the backbone of Hatchet 3. Without their skilled hands expertly guiding the razor wire of suspense and shock, the film could easily have devolved into an incoherent and convoluted mess. Instead, it stands unwaveringly tight, a resolute testament to the transformative power of a supremely well-edited horror phenomenon. What's a good horror film without a spine-tingling score to keep you on the edge of your seat? The movie, Hatchet 3, Masterfully continues the tradition of serving up the shrieks and shivers audiences' crave, and a significant and undeniably large slice of that terror pie come served decidedly piping hot straight from the film's hunting and meticulously crafted musical score. So let's talk a bit about the composer, shall we? Being the undeniable backbone of the franchise's compelling auditory experience, the carefully composed music in Hatchet 3 follows a proud and storied tradition of meticulously underscoring the slashing with a symphony composed of suspense. Each scene is enhanced and the tension is skillfully built, every stab, every scream, and every suspenseful silence is significantly amplified by the film's evocative soundtrack, creating an unforgettable auditory blanket that envelops the audience. The music's eerie tones, expertly plotted sudden crescendos, and unexpected decrescendos collaboratively form an emblematic and integral part of Victor Crowley's relentless rampage through the shadowy swamp, What's particularly fascinating here is the music's enigmatic ability to insinuate and hint at the dread and horror that is about to unfold on screen, sometimes moments before it is, setting the viewer's pulses racing. It's a bit akin to a culinary warning sign, a nuanced musical palate cleanser that stands out distinctly before each harrowing course of carnage is served, ensuring that audiences are primed and the atmosphere is ripe with anticipation. The composer's role extends beyond merely crafting the jump scares, though these are undeniably a significant element of the job, The score excels in skillfully creating an elaborate tapestry of atmospheric sounds brimming with subtle shades of emotions. It undergoes a flawless transition from melancholic melodies, saturated with hints of the foreboding and sinister backstory of the Crowley legend, to the robust, heart-thumping beats that augment the intensity of the pursuit scenes in an impactful manner. Envision the striking scenes set in Honey Island Swamp, the swamp itself appears as a living, breathing, malevolent force, its eerie presence magnified largely due to the musical accompaniment. It seems as though the complex score becomes the very voice of the swamp, softly murmuring chilling spine-tingling secrets while resonating with the sad wails of bygone times, enticing the unsuspecting ever further into the core of the mossy, obscure enigma. Let us pause for a moment to delve more profoundly into the ways in which the composer ingeniously manipulates musical motifs. Among these is a particularly eerie theme recurring that's tied to Marybeth, our beleaguered yet inherently resilient main protagonist. This theme is a textured and intricate blend of resolve, tangible angst and a touch of hard-earned vindication a potent motif distinctively embodying her powerful narrative arc and the numerous adversities she faces and overcomes as for the moments of confrontation with victor crowley the music explodes into a chaotic symphony sometimes even taking a thoughtful step back to let the natural sounds of the swamp and the very visceral actions play out after all What could possibly be more terrifying than the echoing sound of silence right before a gasp, a heavy thud, or the squelch of something truly unspeakable overshadows the air? And let's certainly not forget the subtle yet powerful use of silence. Skillfully pulling the music back at the most opportune moment can make the return to a dynamic fortissimo all the more jarring, all the more intense. Hatchet Iii's captivating score flirts with this intricate dance of quiet and loud clamor, meticulously crafting a roller coaster that our ears ride completely blindfolded, Never quite sure when the next chilling descent will come into play. The brilliantly executed part of it all is how the music never quite overshadows the ongoing story but rather complements it very closely, much like a fine, well-aged wine perfectly paired with a richly savory meal. As spectators, we're here for the sheer horror, the unrelenting suspense, the rush of adrenaline, and the music is perhaps that cherry on top, that final touch that makes the entire experience all the more delicious, all the more memorable. Thanks for syncing your heartbeats with the rhythm of, Hatchet III's score, folks. We're taking a short intermission, but don't wander too far off into the swamp. We'll be right back to pull the curtain further back on, Hatchet Three. Stay with us.
0: to the most unnatural kind of death. Ah! 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 Ah!
3: Beyond shock. What was that? Beyond horror into total terror. Ah! Murder runs wild.
0: Blood runs cold. Deep
2: red. The conjecture is that an act of bloodshed was once committed in that house.
3: What is it? Didn't you hear that? No. What was it? I don't know. Everywhere you look.
0: Everywhere you turn. (laughs) Death is running with you.
1: of the movie pit podcast is brought to you by fright rags are you sick freaks craving a wardrobe that screams bloody murder get your gore loving asses over to fright rags the ultimate pit stop for horror apparel sharper than freddy's claws and cooler than jason's mask on a frosty friday night since 2003 they've decked out horror hounds in the sickest teas handing out scares like candy on halloween Got a soft spot for those twisted slashers and demented demons. They've got them all, from trick-or-treat to the goddamn prince of playtime, Chucky, starting at just 26 bucks. But hold on to your guts. It's not just shirts. We're peddling socks that'll make your feet the last thing they see before the lights go out. Lounge pants looser than the morals in a teen slasher flick. And fucking souvenir cups that'll have you sipping to a bloodbath. Unsure which demented duds to don. Can't decide if you want to rep the shape or sport some sadistic socks. Let them pick your poison. Rush your horror-loving ass over to FrightRags.com. What are you waiting for? An engraved invitation from Dracula. Chop chop before these bestsellers slice their way out of stock. Check out the website. That's FrightRags.com. You've got 45 seconds. Starting now.
2: and now let's sharpen our keenly astute highly critical eyes and energetically hatchet our path through the dense thorny thicket of multifarious reviews that the movie hatchet 3 has amassed and beckoned since its worldwide cinematic release you see absolutely no motion picture regardless of its pedigree or hype can ever hope to escape or hide from the continuously vigilant and often mercilessly bloodshot eyes of cinema critics and hatchet 3 undeniably is emphatically no exception to this universal rule This particularly bold third installment of the infamous slasher film series has unequivocally divided critical opinions far and wide, resoundingly split moviegoer sentiments, and, in true iconic horror movie fashion, ruthlessly severed the once-intact consensus clean down the unforgiving middle. Rotten Tomatoes, the well-known aggregator that meticulously measures and articulates the percentage of positive critical reviews, affords Hatchet 3, a decidedly middling, rather unexceptional score, a 57% approval rating to declare with precision. With an average score that barely, yet persistently, scratches the sullen surface of sheer mediocrity at precisely 4.9 out of an attainable 10, it becomes glaringly clear and quite obvious that not every critic or audience member thinks or firmly believes that Victor Crowley's third blood-soaked rampage is anywhere close to being perceived as a charm. The site's overall communal consensus might just as well be considered a harsh, unforgiving stab with an incredibly blunt and unwieldy machete, denouncing and calling the cinematic sequel as being hacked awkwardly and staggering laboriously, as it, painstakingly crawls its dreadful way to the anticipated, inevitable bloody end. But horror fans, bear with me, we're not here to merely discuss putting to rest Victor Crowley, the iconic slasher of the swamp, just yet. Metacritic, another review aggregator, offers up a score that is rather dismal, a mere 25 out of a lofty possible 100, based squarely on a compilation of eight distinct reviews. Now, While this particular number is not likely to have champagne corks jubilantly flying in celebration over at the offices of Dark Sky Films, it does align somewhat consistently with the predominant sentiment that Hatchet 3 is a cinematic piece that manages to polarize audiences to an almost equal extent as it succeeds in petrifying them. It's quite an intriguing point to delve into, let's make an attempt to carefully dissect some of the considerably meatier critiques available. One common thread or note, If you will, among professional reviewers and genre aficionados alike, is that the film, quite stubbornly, doesn't stray too far from its well-established and blood-soaked cinematic roots. Instead, maintaining a steadfast consistency of brutally orchestrated kills paired with shockingly gory effects, elements that staunch fans of this slasher series have come to not only expect but relish with a certain gruesome delight. Critics who find themselves favoring the film seem to particularly appreciate, and not without good reason. It's unabashed commitment to delivering an over-the-top experience in violence, as well as its unique campy humor. This is often seen as a commendable nod, or rather a heartfelt homage, to the bygone golden era of the classic 1980s slasher films that many still hold in high regard. On the flip side, the slicing criticisms come in with swiftness, multiple reviewers found the relentless gore and perceived lack of narrative progression somewhat of a drag. Instead of evolving the storyline or introducing fresher scares, the film appears content with reiterating the same tired formula. It imparts the impression that certain critics were itching to shout at the screen, We understand, Victor Crowley is infuriated, but what else have you got for us? Moreover, let's not overlook the specific audience the film is undeniably aiming to please, the die-hard horror aficionados. For a number of these horror enthusiasts, Hatchet 3 serves up precisely what they're craving, an otherworldly anti-hero causing chaos an array of inventive kills and the sense of continuity that emerges from the loyalty to a slasher movie franchise when meticulously analyzing the comments from these reviews it's almost as if we find ourselves standing on the brink of honey island swamp ourselves discerning the distant differing cries of implorations for more blood and the pleas of please no more it acts as a reminder of an aspect that we as horror fans are immensely aware of the genre is highly subjective, often split, and the element that terrifies or titillates a particular individual may simply cause another to yawn or roll their eyes in sheer disbelief. So, whether Hatchet 3 makes you cringe in your seat or cheer for more, it's clear that it has accomplished its goal to keep the conversation alive, the blood flowing abundantly, and Victor Crowley's legend expanding evermore. Now, if you're inquiring for my humble opinion, let's articulate it this way akin to the formidable victor crowley himself the critics harsh words slice through the air however much like the resilient undead antagonist the franchise stands undeterred unflinchingly steady poised to carve through yet another dawn we've diligently and methodically hacked as well as strategically chopped our way through the gruesomely enthralling and attention-grabbing horror masterpiece hatchet 3 ultimately rating it a solid and very well deserved 7.3 out of 10. Do please kindly join us next week when we'll be eagerly returning to more passionately discuss and thoroughly dissect the particularly chilling, spine-tingling, and spellbinding conclusion, Victor Crowley, and in fitting with what Boozer would say. And, as always, till next time, kitties.
0: Thank you for listening to this. I'm right here. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts who may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.